what's going on, man? Is this Timeless Haunt? <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry about that. I didn't recognize the number. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm calling through my uh, Skype app on the on the computer. I don't know how it shows up. What does it show up as? It shows up as no caller ID, but that's cool. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the, you're you're live right now on the Zach Moonshine Show, man. What the fuck is going on, dude? Oh, what the fuck is happening? What's going on? Finally got together here. Hell yeah, man. So uh, so we just got done blasting uh, Embrace the Haunt. Love that track, man. The whole record is awesome. But tell us, man, what's going on in the world of Timeless Haunt? Like, what are you guys up to? Uh, you know, we're struggling like anybody else. <laughs> trying to make a name for ourselves. You know, a bunch of bunch of 30 40 and 50 year old dudes trying to <laughs> try trying one last time to to do something with it i mean i'd be happy if i could just you know just, i don't know just be known somewhere else besides where i'm at you know uh so we're really pushing we're pushing hard we're spending a lot of money we're putting a lot of money into it we're doing everything hello <laughs> oh shit I think we lost him. Let's call back. Hello? <laughs> what happened, man? I, was, I don't know. I was sitting there talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you still there? Yeah, yeah. So you so you were saying yeah. you, you guys are making a name for yourself and trying to, trying to get out there, man. Hell, I thought... I. I thought you were man, like shit, like fuck. You're, you're on a you're on a record label. Uh, they sent me the CD. It's badass. I love it. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We got the, like I said, we're a bunch of thirty, forty, and fifty year old guys. We're trying uh, trying one last stab at it at it here, and trying to see if we can make a name for ourselves. Uh, putting a lot of money into it. Uh, we are really sparing no expense. I guess that's the one good thing about being older is that you have more money than you did when you were a kid. But uh, with that also comes the knowledge of what it takes to uh, you know make some sort of name for yourself as well. So, so I think we got those working for us. Our age, not so much, but <laughs> fuck it, it's metal, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like you guys have been doing this for a while too. Like, uh, how long have you been? Uh, how long is how long have you guys been in a band? Well, I've been in a band since I was 16 years old. Uh, I can't reveal <laughs> who I am or what bands I've been in. Uh, the last one I was in was uh, fairly well known and. European circles, uh, not so much here, but uh, you know, and and my drummer, um, I've known for a long, long time. Super good guy. And it's funny with him is that we always have to rein him in because he's so good. He's really, really talented, but but he wants to do too much sometimes, and we and we have to kind of remind everybody in the band, including myself, that you know I don't always need to be singing high notes all the time, and he doesn't always need to be playing jazz blast beats and and you know we all just need to calm down and songwriting is really the focus here so uh we're trying to reach a broader audience uh without trying to pose out if that makes any sense oh yeah definitely understand that man um can you tell us about the band name like how did you guys come up with that well i came up with that because i was coming up with a bunch of names i was writing writing down a bunch of words that I liked, and then, uh, you know, this timeless haunt. And I was like, well, you know, we're a bunch of old dudes. Um, 
so so we're timeless in a sense and uh the music that we write is a very haunting atmosphere to it so i just thought that really fit i don't know that everybody was crazy about it at first but that was the best thing we came up with and and everybody liked what the meeting was so we just kind of went with that (laughs) it definitely works man and uh the album art is absolutely beautiful man i love it man um can you tell us about that yeah, we hired Felipe Machado. He's um, pretty popular amongst the metal elites, I should say. He does uh, artwork for Halloween, Gamma Ray, uh, I want to say Primal Fear, but I could be wrong on that, but a bunch of other bands in the, the underground Euro scene. Um, I liked his work, um, so we paid him the big bucks to get it done. I thought he did a great job. Um he could have been a little bit more responsive, but, uh, but otherwise, he's a great. He did a really good job. Um, he he took what what our idea was and just kind of made it his own thing, which worked. Actually, the first album cover we had had nudity on it, had some boobies showing, but uh, we decided not to go with that one <laughs> for fear of. Um, well, my bassist is a uh, he's a professional uh, let's just say he's in the medical field and with what he does to put something like that out was a little iffy for him so we we had to have uh, the the titties covered up <laughs> wow so so your bass player is in the medical field that's fucking that's pretty cool he is i'm not so sure he wants me to tell anybody what he does but yes he's in the medical <laughs> field <laughs> all right well, uh, he tries to keep it low key because he's got so many rules, you know, he's got to live by. So uh, that can be frustrating at times because I am brash and in your face and I'm always trying to start co- not controversy, but you know, I just want to, I want to grab your attention, you know, and, and he, he's not so much about that. He, he's more about the songwriting, which is great because I am too, but I, I'd like to, uh, you know, do crazy shit. <laughs> Well, these songs definitely grab your attention, man. They're good. They're really good. Um, Thank you, man. What's your favorite song on there? Uh, uh, shit, man. That's a hard question, dude. Like, the whole thing <laughs> really is just, I mean, it's, the whole thing is really, really good. Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had a, a much, uh, I should say the, the direction we went this time was, uh, uh, let's just say we had direction this time. I think when we first got together, we tried to do something way out of everybody's comfort zone, including myself. And um, I, although I thought it was a good album, I thought it lacked direction. So this time around, we uh, added things that uh, we were a little bit more comfortable with, but yet still kept it subdued. We didn't try to overplay. Um, we really kept songwriting in uh, in the back of our minds and. Even though the songs are very, very difficult to write because all of us come from different metal backgrounds, um, <laughs> it came together, but it was a long process and sometimes frustrating. As far as the songs, uh, can you continue to tell us a little bit about like what they're about? Sure. Well, I guess we could start with Embrace the Haunt. Well, let's start with the first one on the album. That was uh, Geister Tone, which... Uh, for our German-speaking fans, means ghost tone. And the way we came up with that is I heard this, I was looking up creepy sounds on YouTube or haunting sounds, things that were scientifically 
uh, capable of making one feel at unease. And I came up with this this uh, thing called uh, um, the shepherd's tone, and that's that ascending, descending thing that you hear in the beginning of the song, and it it never crescendos and it never bottoms out. It just it, it weirds you out. Um, scientifically, that's supposed to make you feel uneasy. And then what we did is we said, well, what else can we add to this? So me and my drummer got together and we found something called the ghost tone. And that is a an extremely low frequency that you cannot hear with the human ear. So, but what it does is it can actually make, uh, it, depending on what you're listening to it with, it can make your uh, your eyeballs vibrate. And when your eyeballs vibrate, you can start to see things. <laughs> this doesn't work with everybody. I've played it for maybe two people that have experienced uh, nausea or discomfort uh, from listening to that opening track there. Um, yeah, but um, it would just t- try to find really creepy shit. And and if you actually, <laughs> there's actually a hidden message in the song, and I can't tell you how to how to find it, but it's there. And it'll tell you all about it. <laughs> interesting. And also, yeah. uh, the album closes with an interesting uh, cover of Chris Isaac's Wicked Game. Can you tell us yeah. about that? Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you yep, tell- I was just going to, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, that was uh, something I came up with that nobody else in the band wanted to do but me. I don't know how I talked them into it or convinced them to do it, but I've always loved that song. And um, I know a couple of other bands have done it. I think Him did it, and um, there's another one or two that have done it. Um, but I just wanted to uh, really darken up the song. While still keeping true to the song, I wanted to really darken it up. So... Um, I like the way it came out. Some people are uh, kind of iffy on it. Some of the reviews we get are like, you know, the, the album's great, and then they ended it with this. So what the hell were they thinking? So, <laughs> so we're getting a mixed bag of reviews on that one. <laughs> so, uh, so, so tell us what's coming up next for uh, Timeless Haunt. Like, what what kind of things do you guys have planned? Well, uh, we have a big show coming up at the Field of Screams. That's one of the uh, premier haunted attractions in the country uh thousands of people go through there on a daily basis around the halloween uh time uh so we have a big show come up there in november we actually have sean peck the band cage uh three tremors uh denner sherman and death dealer is uh, actually a good friend of mine we've done shows together and he's coming in for a football game which he bought me eagles tickets to uh to see the uh, the Chargers play, so we're going to take him down to Philly the next day. But while he's here, I said, you know, I got a show the night before. I said, why don't you come down and hang out with us, and then uh, you know you can come up and sing a few songs with us. So he agreed to that. So that's what we're going to do. He said, uh, I said, you know, I said, what do you want us to do? He said, do you want us to learn a couple Cage songs? You know, maybe you know, just go up for a couple Cage tunes. He goes, nah, nah. He goes, how about a how about a Judas Priest tune? I was like, hey man, I'm up for that. So. He suggested doing, um, uh, now I'm having a brain fart, uh, off the painkiller album, Nightcrawler. Nice. And I said, yeah, let's do Nightcrawler, because we'll, tra- we'll trade vocals back and forth. I said, cool. And then uh, he also said he would come up and, and sing back up for a couple of our Timeless Haunt songs. So 
he's had me up on stage several times with him at different venues, and I feel like I owe him. <laughs> he certainly doesn't owe me anything, but he's a good guy to know. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, as far as your influences, like what, what kind of stuff got you into playing music yourself? Uh, I was about 15 years old, and I wanted to play guitar. My dad bought me this. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a piece of shit amp with it. But, you know, I thought it was the coolest thing back then. Um, I couldn't play for shit. I tried, but I couldn't play. Uh, but I noticed that you could actually stick your headphones. If you stuck your headphones in the input of the guitar cabinet and you spoke into the headphones, you could actually, it was like a microphone, and it had this really cool delay on it. And I thought it sounded really cool, so I started trying to sing into it. And um, my neighbor across the street was in a band at the time. Nothing big, but he was in a band, and... They heard me singing over at one time. Hey, what's going on? Sing a couple tunes with my band. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. So I went over and did a couple Metallica songs and some real easy shit. And everybody there seemed to like it, even though I sucked. I mean, I was pretty awful back then. Some say I'm pretty awful now, but <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how it started. After that, I just fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. Yeah, I've been doing it ever since. I've taken lessons from several people. I've taken lessons from Steve Whiteman of the band Kicks. Um, I'm current. I'm still taking lessons. I'm taking lessons um, um, now. Um, I can't think of that guy's name either off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> online, online lessons. Sorry, God. You mentioned Kicks, man. That's a badass band, dude. I love Kicks. So yeah. really, really intimidating. He was my first vocal coach. I, went, I used to go in there in my in my early twenties, and I was with him for a couple of years. He actually trained Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm as well, and she was just a little girl when I used to go in. But she would sit out in the uh, it was kind of like a waiting room, and he would just sit out there and wait for Steve to come out and come and get you. And he, she would always go in before me, so kind of got to know her a little bit as well. But yeah, I always loved kicks. I remember my first time going in there. I was like, dude, I said, I'm I'm kind of really nervous because, man, I used to, you know, I mean, it was the fucking 80s. I mean, you sit in the fucking IROC Z and jam out the fucking kicks and drink and smoke and do whatever the fuck, you know, you do back then. So it was kind of surreal sitting in there. But, uh, you know, I got to know the guy. It was real comfortable. That is cool, loved man. Loved a lot. Yeah, Blow My Fuse is like one of my favorite records from that era, man. That is a great album. It's like, it's like to it's me, <laughs> yeah, it's just a perfect album. And I know it's it's not heavy metal, but I'm I'm a big cock rock fan. I love the, the, the glam metal thing and, and all that shit back in the 80s and early 90s. I still love it to this day. I mean, it was just real feel-good music, man. Like I said, you just... You got in a fucking car and you jam that shit loud and it just takes you back. So, yeah, yeah, kind of like soundtrack of my youth. <laughs> I remember, man. Like you know, I was just a little kid back then, and I was getting into uh, Motley Crue and and all that kind of stuff. And I had a babysitter at the time, and she was a big metalhead. She always had all these fucking cassette tapes <laughs> of all this different stuff, and and she was laughing whenever I was because I was just all the time talking about Motley Crue and. She was like, "You really need to kick check out Kicks." 
We were living in uh, <laughs> Maryland at the time, so you know they're yep. local to that. You know they're pretty big in that area. And she was like, yeah, "You got to check out Kicks, man." I was like, "You'll love them." And I was like, "Okay." The so I key word is, "Was your babysitter hot?" <laughs> yeah, she was actually. <laughs> <laughs> Had the '80s hair and everything, man. <laughs> cool, can't beat it. But yeah, they were huge in in the Maryland area and where I'm at now, like the Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. So uh, I don't know where you're at now. I think you're out on the West Coast somewhere. No, I'm down here in Tennessee now. Oh, Tennessee. Okay. So Steve's actually from down that way. I think he grew up in, uh, I want to say West Virginia. So yeah, pretty big in that area and this area still to this day, they sell out everywhere they play around here. Yeah, they just did a, um, they do like remastered version of Blow My Fuse. They put it out or something. And, uh, oh, I didn't hear that, but I'd like to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fucking great, man. And yeah, uh, I I seen they're doing uh well before the pandemic happened. I don't know they were talking about doing a tour and stuff like it was like they were trying to do a comeback. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think they were playing overseas there for a while with like uh, I want to say Twisted Sister. They were doing some big stuff. Hell yeah. So so back to Timeless Haunt, man. Uh, can you tell us, uh, for all the gearheads out there that are wondering, like, what kind of, can you give us a gear rundown of some of the stuff you guys used in the studio to get these sounds? Um, well, <laughs> I'm not much of a studio guy. I mean, I can tell you what sounds good. I can tell my studio guy what I want it to sound like, and he'll make it sound like that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it was just a, a fully functional professional studio with a guy who really knew what the fuck he was doing. That's all I can say. Um, I myself, I mean, when I play live, I mean, I just use a Shure SM58 wireless. And uh, uh, we currently got this. Oh, God. We, we actually we decided to start playing with a click in our ears. So we're all getting used to playing with in-ears. And uh, we bought this system called the XRE team it's a Behringer it's just basically another board that goes behind the the house board and plays a click in your ear and we're all trying to get used to that we're actually trying to figure out how the hell the thing works but runs wirelessly and on wi-fi and everything so <laughs> so that's currently what we're we're working with as far as equipment but as far as the studio, it's it's kind of tough to say. I mean, I'm <laughs> I I know what I I do, and I tell the guy what I like, and if it doesn't sound right, I just keep doing it till I like it. So, well, that's cool, man. It sounds like they know what they're doing because it it sounds good. Yeah, that album sounds great, and they were real drums. They were not sampled drums. My drummer just will not use uh, samples. Um, so, yeah, those are real drums which a lot of people aren't using anymore because they like the sound of those sampled drums. So he made those drums sound awesome, which to me is probably the most difficult thing to do in a studio. Oh, yeah. Definitely worth the payoff, though, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a long time. It was a long time coming with the pandemic and everything. I mean, that was, you know, my drummer, actually. <laughs> we were supposed to go into the studio back in, I'm going to say, like, last, December, not this past December, but the one before that, and he ended up shattering his ankle. He slipped on some ice, fell straight down on it, shattered his ankle, needed some screws and pins and rods and all that bullshit, and the dude ended up learning how to 
drum again before we learned how to walk. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so uh, looking back on your career, uh, can you tell us any kind of like crazy? Uh, do you have any crazy backstage stories or anything like that? that you can talk about yeah i got a i got a story we actually played not the band i'm in now but my last band actually played in a band uh we played the warriors of metal festival out in chillicote ohio uh detis alley runs that and um we rented an rv to go down because it was an outside show and it was a three-day event it was hot as fuck it must have been a hundred fucking degrees that whole weekend and we pull into this big field with this RV, and we got there probably about midnight. Uh, they were still setting up the stage uh, for the night before, and um, you know we weren't expected to go up for another day or two. And we played with a bunch of big bands: Aska, Omen, Cage, um, and some other ones. So my drummer, he's quite the drinker decides to get this Ezra Brooks, which is like the cheapest fucking whiskey you can buy. I mean, it's fucking garbage. It's like $5 a bottle for this shit. He gets two bottles of this shit. We're driving in the RV. I drove half the way, and a buddy of mine drove the other half. The other half, he decided, he's already a bottle in. He goes, he goes, how about I make everybody some scrambled eggs while we're driving? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. We're hungry. Let's let's make some scrambled eggs. So he, he must have put two dozen fucking eggs in his big fucking pan. And he's cooking these things shit-faced out of his mind. He, he does fine. He doesn't spill a drop until, uh, until he's done. I'm sitting... There's a stove, and then there's a couch. Uh, I, I remember the brakes going on in the RV and the fucking pan sliding off and catching me right on the back of the neck burned the shit out of me <laughs> but uh what i was gonna say is we got to the event around midnight and i'm not sure if you're familiar with a band called icarus witch they're mm -hmm. out of pittsburgh pretty popular euro band um and we get there and they're the only ones there besides the people setting up the stage so we get out shake hands introduce ourselves and having a couple beers next thing you know my drummer comes flying into the RV, drunk as a fucking skunk. He puts his hand out. He goes, hey, my name's Pukes mid-sentence. My name's... <laughs> Almost pukes on the shoes of the singer for, for Icarus, which a guy jumps back and he goes, whoa, because that was the coolest fucking thing I ever seen. <laughs> and then my drummer ended up slipping in, the, uh, in his own puke and falling. So. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys still played the show. Yeah, well that was that didn't happen till the next day or two. Oh. My drummer would not get drunk during a show. He wouldn't get drunk when he has to play. It's just before and after. Or I should say after. <laughs> gotcha. So he's good like that, but the man likes to drink for sure. Oh yeah. Now uh it uh, I well, I got some questions coming in from listeners. Uh, Lady Red wants to sure. know, uh, what do you prefer, blood baths or showers? <laughs> showers with blood baths. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Showers or blood baths? That's a cool question. <laughs> I'm not really sure how to answer that. But I think she'd be a big fan of the song that we do called 
Hellion Witch off the first album. It's basically about uh, really rough sex, which uh, to me, this chick really seems to be into. Uh, am I right? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm sure, she'll answer. I'm sure she'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, another question, man. If you could play a show with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be? Oh, it'd be, have, have to be Judas Priest. Absolutely. Rob Halford, Judas Priest. I came close. I got to play with the Three Tremors and um, uh, Ripper Owen, so <laughs> it's close, but not quite. Yeah, I would definitely like to do a show with Priest, for sure. Oh, that'd be badass, man. Judas Priest Hell always yeah, puts man. on a great show. Absolutely. Um, so, so for people out there that want to find out more information about you guys, where can they go to find out, uh, where can they go to purchase merch and stuff like that? Well, we're all over the internet, but, uh, the website is timelesshaunt.com. Uh, we are on iTunes and Amazon and all that downloadable bullshit, if that's the way you prefer your music. Um, we have some really awesome sublimated T-shirts out there. It's um, what I mean by sublimated is that the artwork is not ironed on with a patch. It's 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 sublimated. It's actually woven into the fabric, so it will not wash off. Really high quality shit. Um, we have autographed posters. We have uh, you know we have the two CDs, Dark for Life, which is the new one. We have the older EP, which is um, Haunted Symphony, which is out, and that's five bucks. And then the the new album is twelve. The T-shirts are running for twenty, which is a bargain because I mean we paid fifteen bucks a piece for them ourselves, so we're only making five bucks a piece on our T-shirts. Um, stickers, bumper stickers, you know all the typical bullshit. It's all out there. Hell yeah! Uh, Lady Red answers your question. She she says whips, chains, and fucking feathers. Well, there you go. He'd be a big fan of Hellion Witch. Check it out. Actually, we have a video for that song. It's on YouTube. You would like it. <laughs> Another question. Uh, Sam, she wants to know, what would you tell your younger self when you were 16 in a band? Don't get in a band. <laughs> Find another profession. Uh, let's see. 16 in a band. Oh, boy. Get lessons right away. I think I waited a little too long to get lessons. And I was not a good singer starting out. Not at all. I don't consider myself a fantastic vocalist now, but I'm a hell of a sight better than I was back then. Um, I was really tone deaf. Uh, I had horrible tone. I had poor breathing. It, it was just bad. I, I really wish... I really wish I'd have gotten lessons right away, and I really wish I knew the business like I do now. Um, because I think I would have been a lot further along in my career had I known the business. But I didn't know the business. To me, it was, uh, hey, let's get together with uh, you know, some music musicians every Saturday and drink and get fucked up and play music. And I wasted a lot of time doing that, a lot of time. Really good friends, but uh, <laughs> I wasted a shitload of time. <laughs> Next question from the listeners, uh, boxers, briefs, or nothing? <laughs> nothing. 
I don't even own a pair of underwear. I might own a pair of thongs up there somewhere when I dress up as Manowar or some shit. But uh, yeah, I'm a nothing kind of guy. I'm free balling that shit. I haven't worn underwear in a long time, but I used to wear underwear back in the day. I think I stopped wearing underwear, I'm going to say, in my early 20s. And I really haven't worn them since. I was actually an exotic dancer, which I'm completely off topic here. But you're bringing up the underwear situation. Like I said, I think I wore underwear up until I became an exotic dancer back when I was in my my mid, mid to late 20s. I think I did that. And, um, you know, after that, I never wore... I never wore underwear. I don't know why. I just prefer not to. <laughs> uh, Sam wants to know, do you regret it? Do I regret what? I don't know. I guess... Well, I have to, well, I guess, have uh, to give her time to answer. Do I regret on. getting into music? No, no, no. I love it. I, there are times where I I wish I'd have never started it. Um, but those... Those thoughts are fleeting. I mean, it doesn't last long because I took, um, after my last band uh, split up, I took about seven or eight years off. I, I didn't sing. I didn't play. I didn't listen to music. I did, I did nothing. I just wanted out of it. Uh, I was so frustrated with trying to find people that shared the same passion for heavy metal as I did and I kept running a bunch of running uh, into a bunch of people that were just complete fucking numbskulls or, or they were just musical whores. You know what I mean? They were just, they would play country music for the dollar. You know what I mean? And I wasn't about that. To me, it was a, it was an integrity thing. You had no integrity if that's what you did. And I kept running into those kinds of people. So I gave it up for a while. And I'll tell you what, when I gave it up, I can, I tried to sing again. I, I decided to get this band together because I, I felt like a piece of me was missing and uh, so when I got this band back together, I was like, look, I said, here's what we're going to do. I want to play completely different than anything I've ever done. I don't want to be singing high all the time. I don't need you to go a thousand miles an hour all the time. I don't need you to be shredding on the guitar all the time. I want to keep the songwriting in mind. But when I got back into it, I had to relearn how to sing all over again. It's like I completely had a, I forgot how to do everything. So my bandmates were patient with me. I started lessons again. I quickly got it back, but the, you know it's like a muscle. You you kind of it just comes back eventually. But it, it took a really took well it took a while. But after it came back, it came back strong. And I think I'm actually now. I think I'm better now than I have been in the past. I have more power. I have more range. I have more stamina. So, all right. Next question. If, uh, if, yeah, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Nope. I was just gonna say. Um, now I don't remember what the fuck I was gonna say. So, next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vicky wants to know: Do you have any plans of coming to Canada? I have plans of going everywhere. <laughs> Whether or not I make it there or not, that's a different story. But yeah, I would love to play Canada. We're not far. Uh, you know, hell, I'm just a couple hour drive from Canada, um, depending on where you're at. Um, yeah, I would play anywhere in the world, anywhere I could. Uh, my biggest goal now is to get overseas. Um, I'd really like to play some of the bigger shows, the Hellfest, the, the Vakken, um, anything. I, I'll do anything. I really will. I mean, I still have the passion and drive for it. I, I'm a little bit more realistic now that, that I'm older, but 
<laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> well, as good as this record is, I really see no reason why you guys can't get on any of those bills, man. Seriously. I do, too. The only thing is, is uh, you know, you run into the metal elites, man. Mm-hmm. You run into these guys that are like, oh, well, you're not you're not singing as high as you could or you're not playing fast all the time so you know you guys suck okay (laughs) well i have more fans now than i did when i was doing the other shit i was doing so what's that tell you and i was in that band for 10 fucking years so (laughs) you know i've been in this one too and we're just way further along I, i like i said i'm just trying to i'm trying to play music that's a little bit more accessible to people who don't necessarily listen to heavy metal again without posing out which is really tough to do i mean you can't please everybody yeah for sure that's definitely true man yeah definitely well i'm about out of questions for you is there anything else you want to add let the people know um if you're listening i really really appreciate it i mean from the bottom of my heart i can't thank you enough I would really like if you either downloaded some songs or, you know, got a CD from us or go on to YouTube and check out what we've got going on. There's some, some cool videos on there, and we're going to keep plugging along here. Uh, we've got some live shows coming up, so if you're in the Pennsylvania area, we'll be playing uh, a few shows around here, and then we are trying to book some bigger stuff, um, but that none of that is confirmed yet, so we're getting there. All right, but your uh, your support really helps. We're spending a lot of money. I could use some of it back. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! All right, well, before I let you go, can I get you to make us a station tag? Absolutely. Whenever you're ready, say something like, "This is Timeless Haunt," and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Metal Devastation Radio. This is Unknown from Timeless Haunt, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Crank it up. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude, like a pro. (laughs) All right, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, dude, really. Hey, hey, thank you, dude. Thank you, man. Uh, What I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more Timeless Haunt for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Cool. What are you going to jam? Dark for Life and Sinful Girl. Sweet. Hell yeah. All right, Simple Girl. There's another song for you rough sex chicks out there. This is another <laughs> rough sex song. I don't know what it is about me and writing rough sex songs, but that's another rough sex song. <laughs> I don't know. You brought them out, man, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it. <laughs> Crank it up and fuck somebody to it. That would make my night. <laughs> there you go, man. That's what we're going to do right the fuck now, dude. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, we'll talk to you later, brother. Yeah, you too. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. There you have it, folks. Timeless Haunt live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers every fucking where. Make everybody fucking feel uncomfortable. And uh, piss off your neighbors, man. Fucking uh, make them fucking call you all trucks and shit fucking uh you guys know the drill man crank it the fuck up this is timeless haunt dark for life <laughs>